Welcome to Focus on Claims with Ernie Bray, CEO of ACD. Hey everyone, Ernie Bray here with ACD. And today I got some special guests coming over from the UK. Um, this industry is changing. Let me tell you, first notice of loss, digitization of claims is huge. And these guys are making a game changer out there. They're called write and dem Now, when it comes to this first notice of loss, you're going to hear some exciting things that's going on right now. And I'm going to talk to Paul Irvin and Oliver McGinnis of Wright and Dem. They're making some huge waves in the industry, and I'd like to welcome them aboard. Hey, Paul. Hey, Oliver. Hey, how are you doing? Thanks for, thanks for having us. Hey, glad, glad to have you on here. So, you know, I know we've all talked before, but I want for the audience here, just give me a you know, 30,000 foot view of what you guys do for our, uh, for our audience out there. Sure. So, um, yeah, we're a, um, a SaaS software vendor um, focusing purely on claims based out of London. Um, we've got clients now in five countries and we're wholly focused on claims. And I guess even more specifically, um, we focused our business and, and indeed our strategic growth on solving the age-old challenge of digitizing first notification of loss and then using our platform uh, to enable the digital claims management process further downstream. So, um, yeah, that's, that's us at a 30,000-foot view, and I'm, I'm uh, excited to tell you more. Wow, that's exciting. And I know, Paul, I got you on here. You were, we were talking about how you're kind of heading up the international business development. How's that? You're talking to people from all over the country all the time? Yeah. Yeah, very much so. Delighted to hook up with um, Ollie again. We had some fun times um, growing the um, innovation group business over the years, and uh, that was very much on an international footprint. Um, so, no, having after far too many years in the industry um, and joining joining from school on one of the from one of the big brands. Um, yeah, I got a call from Ollie about six months ago. Um, good. Good product, great product in writing them and asking them if I fancy to see if we could create an international footprint for the business. So I think in my second week, he um, scurried me off to Las Vegas um, at ITC, met more insurance people than I've ever met in my life. And um, fortunately from there, we've uh, got quite an amount of activity going on, US, Canada, Europe, and indeed extending out now into Asia. So yeah, very exciting for us. That's awesome. Global, global reach here. That's, that's really exciting. So let me jump in. So the industry I know is so focused on the touchless experience and, you know, as an organization, how did you build the product and that basically built in all these different parts for the customer, the claim handler, the loss adjusters, what was the thought process behind what you're trying to accomplish? Uh, so I think, I think firstly, um, our focus has always been on the customer them, themselves. And, you know, if you, if you look at um, traditionally what that claims reporting journey has looked like, um, you know, customers, uh, you know, it's fairly, fairly the mold is, is fairly set and has been for many years. You know, customers come in uh, paper-based or through a contact center, you're into this um, analog journey, which broadly looks the same, irrelevant of almost region. Um, you know, there are that, that 20, 30 minute, info gathering call on you know the extent of loss the, the 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 coverage where we should put you in the supply chain you know if there are any fraud indicators on on what the customer is telling us and actually we looked at that and said we 
we first can create a better solution for the customer that doesn't fit in in today's um digital consumer world and so um what's important i guess for, for us to note is that um you know whilst digital is part of the solution it's also not for everybody so um we wanted to create uh, our platform that would allow customers to come in and come out as they saw fit. You know, customers sometimes may want to start a journey digitally and fall out and speak to somebody because claims are emotive. And on the flip side, you know, they may want to start on the phone and then come into the digital platform because, you know, it would be more convenient to report the property loss or uh, the auto loss um, in their own time after work or whatever that may be. And so, for us, that's how the journey started. We started out with some, actually some behavioral scientists looking at how best we could create an optimal customer journey. And that for us looks like, um, you know, no native apps. It's uh, web apps embedded in every channel of entry that the insurer uses, website, call center, uh, automated recording, IVR lines, that sort of thing. And then we looked at how to create um, an information submission process that requires minimal free text entry how do we maximize the use of voice and video how can we use um, voice to text how can we use automated sentiment analysis how can we use different triggers to almost triage those claims without human intervention to take firstly um, the the burden away from the customer but also remove some of the analog burden from the handler dealing with you know these these kind of um, high volume, low value, low complexity losses that actually, you know, don't serve anybody well uh, dealing in an analog way. So that was very much the start of the business. And we created that into a, a scalable products, white labeled, fully configurable in rules and uh, text and, and, and question sets and all that kind of uh, hygiene stuff. And then we looked at building out two other components and, and, and those are, um, the, the middle part of our platform, which is effectively a rules and, and, um, uh, and validation engine. So taking that ethanol journey a step further to say, how can we build in more complex rule sets, um, looking back against policy data, et cetera, in order to um, take a step further and add further value to the, to the claims handler. And then the final part of the, the piece of the puzzle, the third component of our platform, which was all around um, creating an ecosystem that allows us to be the orchestrator for the insurer. I think, as we all know, part of the problem is insurtech um, and technology businesses around insurtech have huge capabilities. Um, and actually, the, the, the ability to create you know, touchless claims or straight-through process claims, the, 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 the challenge is not in finding technology that can do it. Um, part of the, the, the big problem is how can an insurer ad adopt that technology, integrate those several moving parts without that becoming a, a huge burden, a huge cost and something that ends up taking years to, to, to fulfill. And so for us, we're an API first business. We effectively want to take that challenge away from our carrier clients or our TPA clients and say, well, look, we will host those uh, solutions for you and we'll present them to the customer in a single digital transaction and um, if you want to add a new supplier it could be uh, a gadget fulfillment provider it could be a, an auto uh, body shop network then we'll we'll run that integration and we'll host that on your behalf and all we'll simply do is push that data back out 
to your core system of record in a single packet at the end of, of, of our involvement. And so that's how we've been scaling the business. Um, and um, yeah, it's, it's pretty exciting. I think the, what's resonating um, a lot with our TPA broker and insurer clients is that um, that problem solving out of the box is, is, is a big tick. Certainly in, in, in COVID, wow. we've seen that as well. Wow, that's exciting. I mean, from what I'm hearing you say, what I hear is I'm hearing you say that your technology and everything you're doing is pretty customizable, or, but basically you're trying to put the right claims into the right hands for the right outcome. It's what I'm hearing, that you're trying yeah. to basically get it to the right, uh, take all these touch points away from the adjuster so they can actually do their job. Am I for right? Sure. And, and yeah, spot on. And and so what we're what we'll never say is that you know it's it's that digital only is is the the only thing that should should you know be in place in the market. You know, claims claims handling and, and adjusting is you know a highly skilled area of the market, which actually ends up being um, devalued because a lot of time and resources spent on non value adding tasks, and ultimately what we're aiming for our platform to be over time is, is what we do now in, in some ways is we augment um, the role of the adjuster um, and uh, we provide them with better data to make, you know, more streamlined yeah. decisions. That's yeah. funny. That's why I, I like to say I was in a Forbes article recently. I was quoted talking about AI and I was basically saying something to the effect that, you know, AI is great, but you have to be able to mesh it with humans and you want to help augment the, the end person who's working, augment intelligence. You're helping them get, do their job and perform better. And that's really what I think I hear you saying here. Let me ask you, you know, this COVID thing going on throughout the world, I think in some ways it's fast forwarded the use or the interest in digitization of the process. Have you seen that from your aspect with the interaction with customers? How's that been going? Yeah. yeah. I, 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 Go on, Paul, I'll let you take this one. No, go for it, go for it. <laughs> yeah, Ernie, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, um, you know, in an industry where digital um, has absolutely been prime on the agenda of um, onboarding new business and dealing with customers at the policy level, um, I think the claim area has lacked behind. And absolutely, um, you know, the unfortunate position of the pandemic has brought digital squarely to the agenda of many, many sectors of industry and that's certainly what we're seeing um, on the agenda of the claims executive um, you know the ability as we've talked about already to embrace a medium where let's face it customers these days are living in a world of instant gratification if they can deal with their bank or their shopping online or call an uber or whatever well why on earth can't they deal with their insurance claim transaction in exactly the same way. So COVID has absolutely fast-tracked that particular agenda piece for us. The amount of inquiries, and I know we're not alone, that our business and similar businesses, and Ernie, I know yours is the same, have seen coming through the doors over the past three or four months, asking for more eloquent solution in their customer engagement um, has been colossal. It's absolutely been colossal. So yeah, uh, uh, a very bad thing for the world, but I think a very good thing for the world of insurance claims in actually driving this thing forward now. Yeah, I mean, I kind of see that from our aspect over here in the United States. You see a lot of interest in ways to really digitize the whole process. And, you know, what are your guys, what's your thoughts on the 
adoption rate that you're seeing from carriers right now uh, in the FNL portion of digitizing that compared to what that do you see a move now starting to head to, to more to that uh, compared to the, the manual processes? Yeah, I think I think if anything, you know, let's look at remote working as an example. You know, I think um, many boards around the world would have looked at that and thought, in an ideal world, we'd like to be, uh, you know, lessen the burden on on office space and the amount of time that our people have to be in physical locations. But actually, um, affecting that change is would have been a big a big risk and, and a big move by by some, I guess. Um, what I think COVID's done is it's forced us into a um uh the requirement to make decisions and people have started to settle on on working in a different way for claims in our industry and and you know how people serve customers i think that's certainly accelerated the agenda of having to think differently about how customers come in you know ultimately if i'm a big carrier and i've got you know a, a big uh call center function am I able to run VPNs with hundreds of, of uh, uh, FNOL agents on the line? Is that um, the right way to spend our dollars? I think the reality is that's, that's not. Um, I think there are two parts to it. One, customers have seen COVID and its effect on operations um, and been a little bit more, well, I said actually a lot more, um, uh, forgiving about you know delays hold times lack of resource um but actually i think they've made a natural move to look and try and solve problems themselves go to insurers websites or um brokers websites to, to report losses um for 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 the industry i think it's actually an opportunity to say let's not go back to the old the old world you know let's market the value of digital reporting to, to customers let's make it front and center on our sites but before we do that let's make sure that we've got a uh, a seamless process that, that that enables the customer to do so you know another thing i want to touch on is you know when it comes to the first notice of fnol portion and you're dealing with a new client i think configurability the ability to adapt to a specific carrier's needs in, in our part of the business we see that very important when it comes to the appraisal and inspection process how do you guys work with carriers when it comes to their unique workflows? What's your thoughts on how to, do you think configurability helps with adoption or what's your thoughts on how that works with the carrier? How do you go about working with the carrier to, to create the questions and create their journey? For sure. Yeah, so typically we run um, workshops with our business analysts um, where effectively we, we will walk through their current process. We'll look at the processes that we run uh, across the board. Um, we'll make suggestions. We'll build it together. What a streamlined process looks like. What what we tend to find with a lot of carriers is that um, there are questions baked into a journey because that may be a particular touch point that the insurer needs to capture data, and it might be a a quantifiable uh, field that that needs to be captured for reserving or whatever it may be. It may be something that actually was needed many moons ago, but has just stayed in the process. So we look to streamline that journey. We look to leverage um, uh, a customer first approach in designing that journey, including the rules, rule sets and, and, and that kind of thing. And um, we'll go away and we'll configure that in the platform and then we'll push it into, into UAT for them to test. So uh, 
configurability for, for us in our world is, is huge. I think, um, you know, there are uh, a lot of carriers and players that seek competitive advantage in, in how they manage claims. And um, as a technology supplier, we have to be alive to that. Mm-hmm. So what, do you, what would you say that some of the key data points are? What, if, if I'm a carrier listening now, I mean, what are some key data points and how do you help, you know, from that start of the journey, identify maybe the severity of a claim or how you can help them triage to the right method of inspection or the right route of the claim, you know, the route where it should be taken. What are some methods of how you do that? Sure. So, so typically, I mean, there'll always be question-based triggers that flag uh, certain types of claims and push them into certain pots so they can um, they can be looked at more immediately. We've we've also started to look at using things like sentiment analysis. So one of the ways we like to capture data using voice and video is to curate a journey to ask the customer to walk around the property or around the vehicle if it's safe to do so, um, and to follow the on-screen prompts and tell us what happened, how it happened, etc. Um, what we're able to do is to take that that voice profile turn it into text and also run run it through our sentiment engine that gives us triggers on certain types of emotion might be anger there might be upset there may be um you know particularly elderly customer that needs um uh, a faster response because you know they're, they're 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 particularly upset which we've certainly seen in some instances so we're we're really looking at and interrogating both the structured and unstructured data using a predefined rules to understand severity and be uh, looking at unstructured data using video and, and, and our vo- and voice to, um, to, to triage those and push them into uh, where they need to be. Uh, if we have, if we're running integrations with the supply chain and a particular claim meets certain parameters, then we may want to push that into a repair or reinstatement supply or indeed a, a, a large and complex loss adjuster as, a, as an example. So that's how we typically do it. Wow. That sounds really good. I, you know, I know the listeners, I've had the opportunity to see how your technology works. So I had the luxury to do that. And I think I believe it feels very intuitive to me looking at it. But you said you had behavioral scientists, did you, did you said behavioral scientists and people looking on how to make it very, um, I guess I would say a very personal experience for the customer and can adapt to the customer. Is that, is that what you were saying? Because I, I, when I saw it, I thought it was very easy to use. So there appeared to be a lot of thought that went behind it. You know? Yeah, so our design team are, are great. And um, they're, it's all about creating something that's intuitive. And, um, you know, a lot, of, a lot of thinking has gone into how we design the screen flow, how we design the buttons, how we word certain questions. You know, customers don't understand insurance language typically. You know, why should they? they all, all they really need to know is that they've had a problem and they need to be guided through a journey to, to, um, to, to solve it and get it resolved as quickly as possible. So, you know, even down to things like photo and video upload, everything in our platform is curated for the customer. So they should only ever see one route to, to proceed down the journey, not a littered page of functionality where they can kind of get lost in, in what's required. So it's very much a directed uh, and curated journey for, for, for loss submission. But so, yeah. So once you once you once a claim's initiated and once somebody starts the process uh, with yeah. your solution, is how is it tracked? How could you track the, the the you know the the flow of the claim? Sure. So that that all depends on um, 
our role. If we're if we're purely talking about our first notification of lost platform, then effectively there are a number of ways that can happen. One is it may be once and done and we're pushing it straight back to the insurer or we're pushing it straight into an ACD as an example in order to um, in order for, for your handlers to, to pick that up. Um, and in some instances that's our um, uh, that's our involvement over. If there are, if we're effectively orchestrating what goes beyond ethanol, which happens in uh, a lot of cases, then ultimately we're pulling in the API of third parties to go and get calendar availability, to go and get um, uh, maps of where the local body shop may be, or how we can replace that Apple Watch as an example. There are many right. uh, uh, options and examples of how how that occurs, and obviously for the customer. What that has to be presented back in is either their preferred method of communication. It could be text. It could be email. Um, equally, you know, they, they may choose to call the insurer, in which case we have to present and ensure that the claim file is updated so that the, uh, the handler can, can update the customer accordingly. Now, I, I know our companies, I guess, are talking right now about finding ways to, you know, to partner with you guys and fit in our process over here in the US. We've already explored, we're exploring those opportunities right now. And I'm seeing this as a, you know, the, the idea of partnerships, the ecosystem and, and other companies in the insure tech, you know, the space, you know, all working together to fit in the right pieces. Are you seeing kind of that over in the UK or even globally that there's a lot of, lot more openness to a lot of insure techs, like trying to find ways to partner and, and fit these pieces in that ecosystem? Oh, hugely. Yeah, I think um, I think that is something that most uh, insurtechs or technology suppliers around uh, the insurance sector are, are all thinking. I mean, um, we, we've we've seen it where we've partnered with uh, particular um, parties in the supply chain and we're, we're taking combined solutions to insurers which are solving end to end problems. And um, that's great for them because they don't have to worry about, you know, integrating multiple parties, having to run uh, multiple conversations. The work is done. It's cost effective for the carrier and it will deliver results out of the box. And I think that's, um, that's certainly the, the, the future of uh, uh, how technology serving the insurance space will really proliferate. It will um, it'll be based largely on partnerships and ecosystems. Yeah. I agree. I agree 100%. This, that's exactly what I'm seeing too. Well, it's been great having you guys on. And I want to, before we end it here, I want, and it's up to you guys. You could have a secret, top secret plans going on. You may not want to share, but is there anything going on with you guys right now that may be coming up or something that's really exciting about your platform or some place you're going to launch new products that you'd like to share with the audience or things you have going on um, about the company? Sure. So, so I think one thing, um, yeah, we, we always have to share, always have to share. Yep. Um, uh, no, I think one of the things that we um, thought a lot about um, and uh, we're, we're turning this into an out-of-the-box solution for customers is, you know, the events like COVID-19 trigger um, huge responses from, from the industry. And that, uh, I guess, was an unprecedented scale of having to shift to entirely remote working. Um, we are in, in varying degrees and varying examples well equipped to deal with that. I think from you know our small part in the much bigger industry is really how we can step up and help our 
clients or potential clients to solve the problem. So one of the things that we've done is we've created um, effectively a ready uh, hosted solution that can be configured, self-configured by uh, clients and launched almost immediately. And we're offering packages to, to clients whereby they may not choose to use us on a day-to-day basis because they may have their own strategic program going on, but actually having us as a, a backup, as a, a disaster recovery partner, where there's a branded solution always hosted, there's a small base cost, but if you need us, we can switch it on immediately and we can be there to take huge volumes of, of, of losses and filter them into the supply chain without the call centers being uh, overfilled. Wow, that's, that's, awesome. that's awesome. That's great stuff, guys. Well, hey, it's great having you on. And if you guys could do me a favor, let our listeners know if they're interested, how could they get a hold and get in touch with you guys and make contact? So, so our website is the best place, www.writingdem.com um, or check us out on, on LinkedIn. So uh, our Writing Dem LinkedIn page or um, connect with myself, Oliver McGuinness. Um, and uh, yeah, be delighted to chat. All right. Hey, Paul and Oliver, hey, it's great to have you on and thanks so much. Thanks very much. Take care. Speak soon. All right. You too. This has been Focus on Claims with Ernie Bray, President and CEO of ACD.